Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So, stay with us, as right now, we present. Do you like to travel? Do you like to meet new people? Do you like to travel and meet new people? Do you like to go places that uh, you might not have even known existed in the planet? Well, we got a guy to, and uh, he's got this really long last name that I'm not even going to try. His <laughs> his name is <laughs> Nat. In the, and give us your last name, if you please, sir. Sure. Uh, it's Karopmetry. Karopmetry. Yeah, exactly. You got it. Oh, very good. Well, if you say it, I can do it. Now, if you ask me to read it and do it, I'll have no shot. Um, but I'll, but we'll, we'll play with it and stuff. You are, um, in charge. First of all, go to his website, which is inquisitivejourneys.com. And he is a, would you call yourself a, um, um, a tour guide or would you call yourself more of a facilitator? I'm, I'm more of a facilitator. Um, I, I've been calling myself a life coach turned tour operator. Oh, so that makes sense um, too. You know, and so essentially, I create tours uh, for people to go on. I don't actually do the guiding. I'll hire guides um, that are much, much better at that than I would be. Well, that makes sense because you and you hire local people. I would imagine who know. Yeah, who yeah. I really want to support local economies. I want to support the people on the ground doing doing the thing that they love best. And, um, yeah, I feel like they would, again, do the better job than I would. So tell us the premise behind Inquisitive Journeys. Yeah, so I think that when we do anything, um, there's the the actual physical journey that we take, point A to point B. And and then there's the internal journey that happens as well. What's happening within ourselves as we're going from point A to point B. And so Inquisitive Journeys is is an opportunity to get curious about um, what what does travel tell us about ourselves? Um, It's designed to spark awareness as to um, how can we live more in alignment with ourselves, more in tune, more whole. Uh, It gives us opportunities to choose uh, through noticing differences in cultures, um, how we how we can live differently that mm, feels more more like us, right? Like like so often we go through life and we have these default ways of being, and yeah. we don't know we don't know that we even have them until we encounter someone else that has something different. Yes, and if you if you are not around other people that do things differently, you might go a long time just around your little tribe that everybody does kind of the same thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I I just had a conversation with a friend today on 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 the podcast that I just started, uh, the Inquisitive Journeys podcast, and he was sharing a story about going to Ghana and uh, discovering that what we in the Western world might call overweight and undesirable is the opposite in, in the Ghana culture, 
where the you know the women that are are bigger are actually the most prized the most sought after and who would know that unless you traveled right and 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 it gives you like oh wait this is not how life is for everyone this is just a construct a conditioning that we learned of what is attractive or not attractive and then i can choose something different I saw on America, a, um, um, America's Got Talent. He was a, a, a comic from Kenya. And he said, well, and you know, I have to tell you, it is different in Kenya than it is here because in Kenya, everybody's skinny. And so nobody thinks that, any, that being skinny is such a good thing. As a matter of fact, if you find somebody who's got some weight on him, you don't say, man, that guy's eating too much. You say, hey, where'd you get the food? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think I saw that comedian too. He was uh I forget his name, but he was he was pretty funny. Yeah, and but it's so true because in over there it's it's different than it as a matter of fact I have a friend of mine that um he grew up there, came here, and he went back there um after several years of being here and um got gets you know, off the, the plane and, and is at the airport and he's standing next to his mom who doesn't recognize him because he's put on like, I mean, he, he wasn't fat. He just put on a bunch of weight because he was eating well mm-hmm. um, and, and stuff. So in different cultures, it's, it's, it's interesting, but how, how it all plays out and is different, but um, I, it would be, a lot of your the work that you do with your the places you take people are by their very design are kind of a spiritual place, aren't they? They can be. Um, I mean, in, in truth, I believe everything is spiritual. I don't think there is a spiritual and a non-spiritual. Um, you know, the last time we talked, I was. T- thinking about taking people to Sedona. Unfortunately, that trip didn't happen. Um, but the the places I take people are places that um, are, are beautiful. I mean, it could be anywhere, really, right? Um, right. We can go to parts of the U.S. and have it be beautiful. I think the key thing is that we go together as a group. Uh, we go together as like-minded or like-hearted people, the people that have been on a path of self-discovery so that we can share in our perspectives or, or share uh, differences in perspectives and get to know ourselves. And then the places are, I mean, just they're, they're arbitrary. They're just places that I want to go or people want to go. But it's in in the going there together and then seeing seeing what we're seeing through a suggested lens, right? Through a lens of wonder or a, a lens of beauty or a, a lens of awe, um, a lens of curiosity changes our experience. And, and that's what I'm after is can we travel in a way that awakens us to who we are and can we travel in a way that helps us not only embrace who we are but embrace other people as well in their differences as well as our similarities it's important to 
work with and to, and to be around other people. I imagine that when you get <clears throat> now, how, how generally speaking, how long are the tours you put together? How many days? Um, the, the plan is to do anywhere from a weekend trip, two to three days to as long as 10, 10 days, maybe two weeks. Um, I'm, and, and I say that now because the, I'm still in the early stages, so I haven't done a number of trips. Um, so, but that's, that's the intention. Well, let's get more people can to come see you so you can do more trips. Absolutely. Um, now, generally speaking, in the perfect world, how many people would you like to be on each trip? Yeah, so these these are small group tours. So um, 12, 15 people max. For some, some tours might be even less, maybe eight, depending on the capacity and, and the type of tour. Now, do you anticipate uh, doing like a singles tour or a couples tour or a one that satisfies a particular demographic? I don't see it that way. Um, I, I want, I mean, I, I could see how that could be beneficial, but I, I really want to have these be inclusive. And, uh, and, and I think that like a couples tour or having couples join a tour while there's also a single person offers another perspective, right? Um, True. So I'm more after the type of person rather than a specific uh, age group even or um, coupled or uncoupled. That, that, that's where I see it right now. It may change, but that's, that's how I see it right now. So when you are talking to people about joining your tour, do you interview them? I will talk to them. Yeah. Um, I, I will. They'll need to reach out to me for the longer tours. Sure. Well, they'll need to reach out to me and we'll have a conversation to. Um, so I get to know them and see if they're they're a good fit. Oh, that that makes that makes perfect sense, because you as the leader of this group, you're looking at the different personality dynamics of of each individual. I was just thinking to myself, you don't want to put together somebody that is, uh, as an example, grew up in the state of Washington, which is I would say call the left coast, and then you have somebody from the middle of Idaho that is is carrying a AK-15, AR-15, and is uh, not very nice to different people that are not like them. You wouldn't want to put them in a tour. That could end badly, I would think. It could, definitely. Yeah, and, and you know, I'm very specific about, I mean, even this, this interview with you, which, again, I'm, I'm so grateful that I get to be here with you, Kevin, um, but... Uh, and doing these types of interviews helps people know the types of people that um, I enjoy connecting with. And in truth, I enjoy connecting with everyone, but there's a certain type of person that likes this type of material that is more introspective, that is, um, you know, self-aware. Yes, there are a lot, a lot. And I mean a lot of people that are just not self-aware. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and th- to do the types of trips that you want to do, you have to be self-reflective and you allow time for people to have those moments or to, if they choose to go and meditate, you give them the time to be able to do that and to, without it being like, okay, it's five thirty, we got to go to this. And then five forty-five, we got to go to this. You give them the time in the, in the, um, to, to gain their perspective. And a lot of, and we all really need that. We, we need quiet time sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I thank you for bringing that up. Uh, kind of the structure of our tours has, uh, has where we do group activities, like a group excursion, but built into the schedule is also alone time, quiet time, personal time. So, because those are the times when we get the ahas, when we get the insights, or maybe someone needs a little bit more time to um, rejuvenate. You know, that, that's what, what they need. I think that's important to do because, again, I was having a, a, another interview with, with someone who was saying that, you know, in life, synchronicities happen all the time. Uh, it's not just that synchronicities happen during travel or do, during some specific activity, right? It's happening in our life all the time. And, uh, but, but we don't always, we're not always conscious of them because we have a tendency to fill our life full. Yep. We don't have the space for awareness to emerge. And in many ways, structuring our tours this way is an invitation for people to live this way as well. It's important. And whoever, I, I, I don't mind the podcast you were just doing, because I think that's a really an intelligent statement. Which one was that? If somebody wants to go listen to it. Oh, th- this is um, a podcast I just started. Um, oh, this so, is you. Yeah. Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so this is the Inquisitive uh, Journeys podcast. Um, I don't. I just have a trailer out, um, but the episodes are coming out soon. And this is this particular one is with a guy named Jordan. So if you're listening to this and you're looking for that interview, it's with Jordan. It'll be out, uh, it'll be out soon. Yeah, it'll be out soon. Oh, very good. Because it's really true. Is that synchronicities, synchronicities and things happen to us on a daily basis. Um, but you have to be aware and you have to be quiet and you have to be listen for it because if you, if you do what we are taught from an early age to be busy, 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 you go here, you go to there, you go to school, you go home, you do your homework, you and do all of these things. And we become a human doing, and that's not who we are. We are a human being. Yeah. So we need to be first and to do what we are called to do, but allow time. And that's, that's really a, a great thing about what you're doing is that it's at, it just seems to me to be at a much slower, more deliberate pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Very, very insightful of you, Kevin. Well, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> But, but, but you see, that's not, that's not happenstance. That is a, that is an on purpose thing that you're doing. And in some cases, people may go into it going like, if you're out for a week or whatever, people may go into it going, 
why are we doing anything? We're just in, just to relax. Eventually, they'll get the idea. Now, do you when you are on these trips and somebody has, as will happen, has some sort of an epiphany, uh, and you know what I mean by that? They get either a download or they get they get something that is change. It changes who they are, changes their life. Do they come to you? Do you feel comfortable talking to them and working with them about what they are, what they are experiencing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I would love that they share it with me. And also built into the longer tours is time for all of us to gather together in a group over dinner uh, and share some of our own epiphanies, our, our own insights with the group, because I, I truly believe that shared perspective helps um, expand our own awareness, right? Um, some, sometimes we might have the epiphany, but we keep quiet and we don't share it because we think, well, it's, you know, what, whatever judgment we come up about it, like, you know, it's not important. But then someone else uh, shares something similar and then and then that anchors in for for the first person like, oh, this was important. Right. And they might then speak up and say, oh, wow, I had that thought, too. And I just for whatever reason didn't didn't speak about. It, right. And then other times people will share a perspective and epiphany that someone else didn't see, but it was the puzzle piece they needed. Exactly. And those happen all the time. Yes. You know, you're sitting there asking a question. I, it's, I, when I'm listening to the, to the radio, listening to a song on the radio, and I'll be in deep con contemplation, and I would be asking a question. And inevitably, a song will come on the radio that fits what I'm trying to understand. Um, Amazing. And with, with the lyrics that it has or, or whatever. See, it's like when, when my dog passed away and I had to put him down. I was listening to the radio all day before we put him down. And it was, there were like four or five different songs that the main theme was going home. And wow. my, my dog had, in my humble opinion, the, the universe and my guys had conspired with him to let me know that he's going home. Mm -hmm. He's going to be, he hurts. He's not going to hurt anymore. And he's going home. And it's a major, and that happens to me all the time. And, uh, but it's because I pay attention. I didn't used to. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Well, I, I know there's an interview about me, but I'm curious to hear like what changed for you. When, when I was, um, and this is a story that I've told on this air before, but when I was 42, I was a district sales manager for a major food company. I had two kids, a wife, dog, house, you know, all the, all the stuff that you're supposed to have. And I was not happy. I was like, this can't be all there is. There has to be more. And so I got into a discussion with my fundamentalist Christian family and, and they were talking about life after death and it wasn't anything like I thought it really is. And why we're here it was not like anything like I thought it really is. And we're here to experience things and, and to care for each other. And, and in, in, it's much bigger, much more broad. And, and so over time, um, I, I met people that um, my wife and I met a couple that we formed a little group and 
we started to learn about meditation, which, by the way, in the Lutheran Church is considered sin. Uh, meditation is. Um, and nobody knows how to do it. I had no earthly idea even what it was at the time. But then we got into it, and we discovered that there's a whole different place. The world is a whole different place than I thought it was. And I was waking up to that. And so that's yeah. basically how the radio career started with um, um, I wanted to put out there that there was something different, a better way to be, a better way to live. So I had Neil Donald Walsh on and, and Gary Zukoff and, and a bunch of different thought leaders about the, a better way for us to live and that we are mm-hmm. all one and that we all can work together with things. And with, so, and that's what I still do to this day with the radio show, which is why it's really cool to have somebody like you on. And yeah. thank you for asking that, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome, Kevin. I, I really appreciate you sharing that. Um, and, and you speak to what trap you speak to travel as well, right? Because yeah. you discover that there is a whole nother world out there, which is what travel does. Travel helps us see that there are another world out there and with it comes a lot of new possibilities, but also with it comes like new, new understanding um, I had a conversation recently also on an interview about how, uh, when we travel, we may notice a lot of differences, but we also notice a lot of similarities, right? That, that people fall in love. They still have to go f- make money to work, work to make money. Like, you know, they have loneliness and sadness and, anger you know sometimes i i don't know about you but like for me sometimes i get into this mode of like oh i'm the only one that feels this even though i know intellectually it's not true but sometimes i get into that mode of like oh i'm the only one that does this and and it's good to uh be kind of um either gently opened up to another way or shocked open into (laughs) seeing that that, oh, oh Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> I've I've been gentled and I've been I've been rocked into it, um, you know, as as we all have. But the interesting thing about the travel piece is you take somebody out of their comfort zone, their place, where they are, uh, their house, their so they have to relearn everything because everything's different, and yeah. and so they can take that time to not be caught up in the same stuff that they yeah. have the same habits that they have at home because that's a whole different thing. And they can have a different type of experience because it's, it's not, they're not home. And, and so it's like, and that's, you can do all kinds of interesting things. As a matter of fact, one of the things that we're working on here at positive talk is to create a community of like-minded people on, on YouTube and Facebook, no on zoom where people can talk about exactly what you and I are doing. We're having a communication about, about things that are bigger than, um, you know, making tea or, or stuff. And I mean, this is the important stuff of life and every, and it's like what you do when you get these people together and you sit down and have dinner and somebody says, how do you feel about this or this? And then you have a deep discussion about whatever it is. And, you went to dinner at five. The next thing you know, it's nine thirty, and and four and a half hours. You know what I mean? 
Yes. It's important human activity and relating to one another that is the most important aspect. And you, you, you take people out of their, their comfort zone and you put them someplace else and then they are able to open up. And I, I imagine you see some remarkable things. I do. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've met someone new, had a conversation, we resonated, uh, time passes by so quickly that an hour, two, three hours pass and it didn't, it doesn't feel like three hours. Like we, you know, we look up at the clock and, uh, we're like, Oh, holy cow. It's, it's you know, three hours. I really got to get back to work. Uh, <laughs> you know, where did the time go? Sort of thing. Right. Right, and those, that's the kind of interactions that we're designed to have as humans. And, and it really is important because, and that's my philosophy that we are all one. We are. I, I, you can't refute it. Um, it. But some people try still. Um, so what, what is your next uh, uh, adventure that you see coming up? Um, I'm putting together a small, smaller trip um, to just the the next ta- next state over Rhode Island. Um, it's we're just gonna I'm just gonna do like a weekend thing. Um, I decided to focus this year on um, smaller trips locally as I build up a base of a community, yeah, um, of, of travelers. So um, it'll be a weekend thing. There's this. Uh, fun activity that seems like it would be uh like a new experience is called railway railway tours or railway explorers i think it is where they have these um you know kind of like the like the paddle boats that but these are on the rail on the rails and you can do a, a kind of a round trip tour along the shore on these uh uh um electric powered but also pedal powered uh um kind of cars and i think that would just be a interesting way to see the shore and and be together in 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 community and then i'll have some other activities planned dinners um and uh, something else. It, it's 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 still kind of early stages, but that's an idea for that. Um, in terms of a longer trip, I I am still thinking internationally for next year. So um, this this coming May, I'm going on a personal trip to Lisbon, and then I'll oh. I'll do some research there to plan a trip to Portugal next year. What is in Lisbon that you would like to see? You know, my wife and I went to Portugal last year, last summer, and we loved it. We we went for a 10-day trip. We rented a car. We drove all over the country. Uh, it was just each region is unique. There's a lot of beauty. The food is great. Um, this coming time in in May, my wife are going. My wife and I are going on a, a Argentine tango, or we're attending an Argentine tango festival where they have. You know, Is like that the, the dancing tango thing? Yeah, the dancing tango. <laughs> cool. Yeah, we've been we've been studying that for a number of years, almost six years now, and uh, all over the world they have these festivals where, like the 
the well-known teachers come and teach classes and then there are social dances and performances. Uh, but we're also going a couple days earlier to uh, see parts of Lisbon and, and the surrounding areas that we didn't spend as much time on in our last trip. Sounds wonderful. Sounds like it'll be, and it sounds like you just love to travel anyway. And if you can't, if, if you can't drag a bunch of people, you're going to drag your wife along. Yeah. And I don't have to drag her. She loves to travel just as much. <laughs> it's a good thing because if she didn't like, see, I traveled not by choice for a long time. So I'm kind of burned out on it, quite frankly, hmm. um, cause I was a chicken salesman and I had to uh, travel all over the country doing that. But, um, but, you know, if you like to travel and you go to some great places and you can meet some really interesting people, that would that would be a lot of fun to do. So, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you so much. You know, and, and speaking of like meeting fun people in our last trip to Portugal, we, we picked this one uh, tour of, of Lisbon and we really connected with the tour guide we we had uh she invited us to dinner and we're this time going back we're going to meet up with her again so you know you never know like you can you can travel to distant places and meet people that you just connect with so well that you become instant friends now do you speak uh, now they speak spanish there is that right they speak portuguese i should have guessed that <laughs> <laughs> So they speak. <laughs> is Portuguese anything like Spanish? It's no. It's it's tough. Um, I, I've I've taken some, you know, high school Spanish, some college Spanish. Um, I I don't speak really well, but I can kind of get by. I can you know say the essentials. But Portuguese is a whole other animal, and. Uh, um, it, it, it's tough. It's tough to understand for me. Isn't that interesting? Isn't Portugal like right next to Spain? Yeah. And yet one speaks Spanish, which is why they call it from Spain. So it's Spanish. Yeah. And yeah. the other one that's is right next door doesn't speak the same language. How I the know. How did that happen? I, you know, I coming from America, I couldn't tell you. I, I didn't, I didn't learn it in school. Uh, but uh. <laughs> I don't think they taught that in school. The only thing, you know, uh, although in the, to be fair, in this country, you can be from like Washington, like I am, and you can speak normally, or you can be from like you know, I don't know, Arkansas, <laughs> and then you can speak like wholly indifferently. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. When we, when we were in Portugal, a, a lot of the like the the hotel staff, they would speak three languages, uh, at least three, uh, Portuguese, Spanish and English. And then uh, some other languages because there's just so many tourists. Yeah, I, I know a gal that she wanted to be on the uh, wanted to be a cruise director like uh, like I don't know if you remember the love boat that was mm -hmm. like in the 80s. Oh, yeah. And um, and Julie, somebody was the 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 um, recreational director, and she wanted to be that. So she applied, and they said, "Well, you need to know five languages." Um, and so she didn't know five languages, but she went about trying to get them done. And so eventually, she became a cruise director. So it was, kind of, it was pretty cool. But but that's you know, we here in America. We think we got the corner 
on on all the good stuff. Well, there's some really cool stuff going around in the world. Yes. Yeah. I always try to learn some basic um, sayings in, in a country's language before I go. I, I always try to speak in their language as much as I can. Um, but, you know, when we spend so much time trying to, <laughs> when I spend so much time trying to communicate uh, something that, that they're not getting, then I, I, I'll, I'll ask if they can speak English. <laughs> now, do you ever use those um, now that, you know, like uh, AI has become a big thing and all of that. They have the translators. Do you ever use those? I have used them at times. Um, last, last spring I was in Argentina in, in Buenos Aires um, also for uh, a tango trip. And um, I happened to schedule a massage uh, with, with someone there. I just went, went on to Google maps, looked for someone that offered massage, like a Reiki massage. And, and I went there and I, I messaged her through, um, through WhatsApp and, uh, used a Google translate to communicate with, with her that way. And then when I got there, I realized that she didn't speak any English. <laughs> And I had to try to communicate to her what I wanted or what she was saying to me uh, while I'm on the massage table. Now, in that case, you certainly don't want to miscommunicate your intentions. A absolutely not. Yes. Yes. So a lot of Google Translate. Um, and uh, yeah, but no, it was it was a wonderful experience. Mui no tacho vero thing. <laughs> it kind of would be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, that's that's pretty funny right there, um, because that's that's you know that's but that's good though, and you're learning a lot in the process and and stuff. Yeah. By the way, now was she a Reiki practitioner? Did she understand what she was doing, or was she just a uh, massage therapist? Uh, she was mainly a massage, but she used, uh, like crystals, um, oh, okay. Okay. to, yeah, for some energy work as well. Yeah. Cause I was going to say either she was a massage therapist who knew Reiki or, or energy work of some kind, mm -hmm. or she was a, um, you know, just a, a, a did massage or she was the gal at the end of the block. I, you know, it's hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. You know. No, she, she, she was, um, it seemed like she knew what she was doing. <laughs> I felt great afterwards. It, it, you know, it wasn't like a deep tissue massage, which is not one of my favorites. Um, right. So, you know, it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I got to tell you, I'm 65 years old. I've never had a massage in my life. Wow. Um, yeah. I, I've had chiropractor done, uh, but uh, most of them were by men that, and we all got to keep our clothes on. Uh, yeah, so that was I've never I've never even asked anybody how how that process works and really don't care to know, quite frankly. Mm, um, yeah, but I have had Reiki done and Reiki is it's, it's a marvelous um, energy work. Yeah. So is which is really good. So how many places if you have you ever added up how many places you've been to around the world? Oh, my gosh. Um, I, I have. Um and I don't know it off the top of my head, but I have it written down somewhere. It should um, be in bio. 
it should be yeah you know honestly my (laughs) my coach suggested that i put that on my bio and i i i just haven't gotten around to it um i yeah because what it does is it validates who you are yeah yeah no i mean i i know like off the top of my head that i probably have traveled close to between close to like 350,000 miles. Oh, you're you're close to getting one of those uh, American Airlines cards and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and that's a combination of travel and road trips though. So Right. Um you know, so it's it's more like road trip mileage and then uh whatever is the straightest distance from point A to point B for tra- for airplane travel. Now, I'm looking at your website, and I'm looking at a picture of you as you were explorer, traveler, amateur photographer, and it says here, granddad. That can't be you. <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh, no friggin' way. You How old? You can't. I, I'm not even going to go there, but uh, congratulations. How many, how many grandkids do you got? I now have two. I was just in Austin, actually, this past week. Uh, I got to see, um, so I have a grandson who just turned three um, in, in the end of February and um, a granddaughter that was born two months ago. Oh, congratulations. congratulations. Thank you. Everybody healthy? Everyone's healthy, uh, adorable. Um, of course they're adorable. Of, yeah, of course they're adorable. <laughs> but I wanted to ask you, uh, you're hanging out with wolves and you are, they're both seem to be tame and walking up to you and stuff but just like a dog would are they yeah. are they they very much like a dog or why is a wolf different than are they different from one another yeah um wolves tend to be so first of all that picture of of me with wolves is in this wolf sanctuary in Arizona and um, they're rescued wolves from from the wild that are now living in in captivity, um, but t- well taken care of. Um, I went there because well, I was drawn to go there. the The wolves are generally bigger than dogs. Um, they act very lovingly when they're treated lovingly. Um, they, they, when I went, so I went into the cage with them. Um, the, the cage is protected. Like there's a double, double door system, but, but in essence, it's like you, you go into the first container area and the the wolves come up to you through the cage and they kind of get a sense of you. If they like you, then you get to go into the next container with them. Um, if they're, you know, feeling something off about you, then you don't get to go in because, you know, but what, one of the things I loved about that experience was that I went in having a prejudgment about what wolves are based on what society says about them, that they're, they're vicious, they're, um, dangerous. And, um, I was curious if there was something else and it, being with them helped kind of got rid of some of my fears I had sure. uh, about them. They can be vicious. They can be 
protective. And in, in, in the time when I was in there, if they felt like they were, they needed to protect me from someone else, they would stand up and bark. But um, if they felt very safe around you, they, as you see in the picture there, that they, they let you pet them. I mean, they were, they would lie on their back and with their belly exposed, asking you to rub their belly. I mean, it was just like a puppy would be. And so that changed my perspective a lot in terms of wolves. You know, it just also tells us that when we're talking about animals of any kind, uh, human or, or the four-legged kind, that your energy and what you emit, not, and not just your smell, but how they perceive you and your energy level has an impact on everything that is around you. Uh, did you find that to be true with these these guys? Yeah. They didn't like Yeah, absolutely. Energy. Yeah, um the 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 caretaker was saying that um some of these wolves have been abused. Sure. And so if they can detect someone that has maybe a stronger male energy um, not necessarily bad, but just like similar to what they might have faced oh, sure. or close to it, then they may be adverse to you approaching them. But because, um, and I've been told this, my, my energy tends to be gentler, um, softer, um, then they, they were very welcoming of me. Yeah. Well, because, yeah. And cause you were they knew that you were no threat because mm-hmm. and they knew that wasn't your intention and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and I, I, they also, uh, you, the look on your face is without fear. So you weren't scared for anything. Apparently they had been well fed beforehand. So they weren't going to eat your arm or anything. True. You know, but, uh, they, they look very comfortable with you. Yeah, no, it was such a beautiful experience. And the land there is just really powerful as well. It's it's like um native native land. There's been a lot of rituals done on on that land and so it's really powerful. Exactly. Go to his website, guys. I think you'll enjoy this. Inquisitivejourneys.com. Um they've got a lot of stuff here and a lot of journeys and and his podcast is is coming out soon. He's got a blog and everything else. And, uh, and then, you know, to decide that if you, if you, if you and a group of your friends want to take a trip and you need somebody to set it up for you, that you could do that as well. Couldn't you Matt? Yeah, I could do that. I'm, that's not what I'm focused on so much right now. Cause I am focused more on getting my trips up, but, um, right. that will be something available. Um, I also invite people to subscribe to my newsletter. It's not just promo of trips. Um, I do put a lot of insight into how we can all live more inquisitively in our lives, how we can all, um, you know, one thing I wrote in my last newsletter was that sometimes we think that we have to go far or to do something big to have a new experience. But really, there's so much we can do in our own backyards, in our own local towns. If we just did them differently than what we're used to, we can have a different experience, a shift in perspective, and our shifts in perspectives can change our experience. So I write about these things in the newsletter as well. 
um, because that's that's my ultimate goal is to get people to invite people to live differently. Uh, it, you know, more, as I mentioned before, more in alignment with who they are. And the tours I provide are an opportunity to do that together. I think that's what you're doing is really a great thing. And it's I can't believe your grandfather, by the way. I get it. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, but but you are uh, um, I love what you're doing. I think it's I think it's really is exciting. And, and you know, to your point, I have lived in the city of Seattle for my entire life, except for the first three months. So that's 64 years and seven months. There are places I've never been here. Yeah. There are places that I don't even know exist because it's out of my, my, my vision. And if you, so I could go here. There's a, as a matter of fact, there's a, something called a downtown or a underground Seattle. It is a series of, of a block and a half or two blocks because in, in, there's a great Seattle fire in like the late 1800s. And what they did instead of, they didn't have bulldozers at the time. And so they just built over the top of it. Hmm. And then somebody one day fell through and there was several rooms and like a half a block. Now it's a tourist attraction. Never been there. Um, I've heard about it, but I've never been there. So there's lots of places in your own community that you can get um, lost in. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there are towns, uh, shopping areas um downtowns that we probably drive through frequently on our route to point b but we never stop to really explore those towns that we drive through and so that could even be one thing to try out is like oh you know i always drive through here and i'm always curious about this store but i never stop we'll make make it a point to stop there next time make it a day yeah well and the other thing is i've i've learned in over time that the the places that uh you can go like um um like uh oh what's the place in tucson or in arizona the tombstone that you you can go to places like that they all they have done it turned turned into a tourist trap mm-hmm. and it's just um um gift stores and all that kind of stuff. Go look for authentic places in the country where you can relax and be yourself and to get a sense of how other people live. I think that would be fun to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, learn a little bit about the history of the area, even even in your own town. Exactly. Exactly. By the way, Nat, give us your last name, please, because I won't say it again right Corotmetry. <laughs> Karopmetry, what nationality is that? Well, my family is from Thailand, uh-huh. um, but the story behind the name, it's not truly a Thai name in, 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 in a, um, like if most people see it, they don't think of Thai. That name was given to my family by the abbot of a Buddhist, Buddhist temple. So when my dad's family emigrated to, to Thailand from China, they went to the, Thai Buddhist temple, and so we were given that name. Oh, I, I believe that there is a picture here of that Thai Buddhist temple. Um, or no, there, not, there's there's not, not a picture of that specific Thai Buddhist temple. Um, I was there is a picture of me being ordained 
um, as as a monk when I was seventeen, but that was in Illinois, so that's that's <laughs> that's that's not that. <laughs> well, you know, it looks real good. Uh, it looks like that's where you're in Thailand or you're where, yeah, you know. So at seventeen, you became a monk. And that yeah. was just that was just two short years ago. It's amazing how monks can have <laughs> children and grandchildren so quick. Uh, it was a long longer than two short years ago. That was uh, that was a long time ago. Well, I, I tell you, I appreciate you, and I appreciate what you're doing. Go to uh, his website, which is inquisitivejourneys.com. And uh, before we go, I want to give you the opportunity to tell our audience anything that you would like them to know. Well, thank you, Kevin. Um, yeah, as Kevin said, go to go to my website, uh, inquisitivejourneys.com. Check it out. Subscribe to our newsletter. Um, and um, podcast episodes will be dropping soon. The first one will be going live tomorrow. So um, you can go to inquisitivejourneys.com slash podcast to see the episodes there and you'll also find them on most of your favorite uh, podcast players. And hold on for just a second. I'm going to do something here. Uh, that I'm, let's see. Let's see. Uh, um, where? Oh, wait a minute. I'll do this. And it is right there. And I'm going to share this. And whoa, it's not really playing though. Can you hear that? I cannot, I cannot hear it on my end. Can you hear it now? Mm -mm. Huh. You hear it though. Oh yeah, I, I hear. But if you can't hear it, that means nobody else can hear it. So okay. anyway, so, <laughs> was I was gonna be, I was gonna be all slick and shit, but it didn't work out very well. So. <laughs> go to, go to his website, and you can get that's about his podcast and all of that. I highly recommend it. He's a great guy, and I just want to thank you for, for being here, and uh, and you'll need to come back and. I want to I want to keep up to up to speed with where you're going and and the trips you're on and that kind of thing. Wonderful, Kevin. Again, um, truly an honor, a pleasure. This has been a great conversation, a lot of laughs. Um, thank you for the invitation to come back. I'll definitely do that when when I have more experience under my belt. Exactly. Well. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask how old you are. Never mind. We're not going to even go there. So thank you so much for, for being here. Wait right there. I'll be right back. Hey, okay. thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to one another because each other's all we got.